too tired for this baloney. Bought a dress today. You bought a dress today? The concert? Mm -hmm. I had the last day of school today. Mine was way more exciting of a day. I mean, it was an exciting day. It was just a lot of, a lot of day. I'm just toasted and I'm mad at myself for not like bulleting out a synopsis today because (laughs) I'm so toasted Yeah, that it's probably going to be like, there was a book. Oh, and there was other books. Yay. And there were team. people and other people. And things they happened. And then the more books. things happened. Yay, synopsis. And there was hockey. There's that too. Oh, boy. Dicks. All the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> synopsis done. Just kidding. Forgot my you clacker know, today. But we, yeah. But Sorry. the good news is, is like, this is a special baby. So, like, mm, we're a little right. bit more wild sometimes on the specials, except for apparently we're both. You're dead today. I just spent this three is hours at a mall. When we do, instead of a morning, like, before everything, recording. You this had is what stuff to do. You I know. I know this week was crazy. I'm this not one saying wasn't it's, my fault. It's, I'm not saying it's a Actually, faulty it's thing. I'm just saying this is what happens when we do a recording at the end of our day instead of at the beginning of our day i mean this is still like this is midday for me yeah well yeah it's not it's it's not it's not late by any means we had an early release today your brain works better in the morning yeah my my brain is taking a few minutes to catch up. my brain doesn't work in the morning so usually it's me waiting for my brain to catch up so we just so good you can carry us today yeah that's not gonna happen but nice try Because it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. For damn sure it is. Oh, I got a candle today. Oh. Yeah, it's weird that that's what I'm excited about. But apparently, I, um, I'm sure I've made it known here too. So shocking. But I was just the slightest bit, just the tiniest, teensiest bit excited about the Little Mermaid movie. Just the smidgenest. Apparently, it was, um, known about that fact. So um, somebody found me like a special Little Mermaid movie candle. I'm not surprised. You see the surprise on my face? It's, you know. It's fantastic. (laughs) So, Ariel, since it's a special, a special special. Everybody special. So why did we pick this book this week? Because it's been on our TBR for like a gajillion, billion, jillion, jillion years. And how many TikTok videos have pushed it to you? Like a 60 bajillion, jillion, 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 jillion. And it Crystal keeps- won't shut up about needing a hockey romance. And <laughs> we both love a good sports romance. Don't get me wrong. Love, love, love a good sports romance. But for real, this book has been on both our lists forever. It seems like everybody and their mother and their brother is reading this damn book right now. And I was having a little bit of FOMO. Yeah, a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I know Crystal wants to read this real bad. And this is probably the only time I'm going to get her to like be happy about reading a reverse harem book. So because every other time you're like, really, Ariel, another reverse harem book. (laughs) I put reverse harem books on our list that are in the I know, but you always give me shit every time. Because it's your favorite thing. I don't give you shit. I just make a joke about it. So I'm like, "Mm, we need us some hockey romance and we need us some awesomeness because we have been waiting 
ever so patiently, not patiently, but forced patiently for to send us her new book to ARC Review. Um, that's going to be a special next time. <laughs> and we didn't mention anything. Nothing happened. We might be reading it for that one. We might. We might. Who knows? Yeah. Just we might, but we might not be saying it. <laughs> we might not be saying um, it. <laughs> whatever. So we needed something for in between. And uh, Spencer uh, hasn't read his book yet. So we decided that we could pick a book. And hello, that brought to you. Da, 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 da. Pucking around. So I don't either. So it's funny too, because like, I think I had this one and pucked up mixed. And so you like keep mixing them up. Yeah. And they're very different books. And I hated the pucked mm. up books. I know a lot of people who love them. I DNF'd the first book. But this one, yeah, Pucking Around has been on, like, it's been pushed to me on my own Kindle because I read mm-hmm. a lot of sports romance. So it's been pushed to me that way. It's been yeah, pushed it's been to pushed me on, me on Facebook. Facebook. It's been pushed on me on TikTok. TikTok. It's been everywhere. Yeah. So we decided to read it. And you know what? I'm glad I did. This is great. Yeah. Because the other thing is we were concerned that maybe all the hype like that's the thing with some of these. Sometimes books. that happens. Sometimes it happens where the book is so so hyped up on social media, and then it's garbage. <laughs> All Sometimes. Colleen Hoover. But that's <laughs> we we don't talk about that here. That's we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Coho. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't talk about Coho. <laughs> we don't do that around here. That's this is this is a no Coho zone. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. So if you ever want to listen to If you to Co- like that kind of reading, this is not for you. This level of smut is not for you. Sorry, not sorry. Any whistles. I have words, so many words. And some and a lot of them don't have to do I actually had this full conversation with Spencer last night about different parts of this book because I am a hockey fan in general. Not even just right. hockey romance. I love hockey. Yeah. So I have some comments about a couple things in this one particular thing in this book and it made me laugh so hard but we'll talk about it Um, you're getting way far ahead lady i'm just saying i'm just saying welcome 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 to our special of pucking around brought to you by we just decided you're welcome (laughs) we just decided you're welcome we just decided (laughs) you're welcome we can do whatever we want so it's Pucking we, Around by Emily Rath. We run this bitch. Yeah, it's like that Beyonce song, Who Run This World? Girls. Who but... the world? Girls. Who's already a mess? The world? Smut. Who's <laughs> <laughs> already a mess? <laughs> you probably should have let me sleep first. No. <laughs> it's a good thing no one watches uh, these The lives. ones that she makes me do after I work a full day are usually the most unhinged. And then you get the ones where... Yeah, so those ones, you're unhinged. The ones where I have to wake up early, I am unhinged. So, yeah. like, we're just, we're an unhinged It, it all balances of, itself out. We are an unhinged pair of ladies, and it's great. I thought you were going to say pair of underwear for a second. I was confused. Okay, at least you didn't think I was going to say a pair of titties, but. Oh, can we be an unhinged pair of titties? I think we are an unhinged pair. I think we <laughs> I'm are. clearly the bigger one. You already have bigger tits than me anyway. That's what I'm saying. One's always bigger. <laughs> Okay, bringing us back. <clears throat> <laughs> we read Pucking Around. Now, Pucking Around is the main 
novel. Pucking Around also has a prequel novella called That One Night. And it has a bonus epilogue um, novella called Pucking Ever After, part one. Because Pucking Around will is part of a series the about Rays. the Jacksonville Rays, their um, hockey team. So eventually, I think that's just going to be the part one, part whatever. All those yeah. little bonus epilogue novellas will be about the different books. So we did, or I shouldn't say we, because I don't know what you did. I read all three books. And if Arielle paid attention to my Goodreads, she would know I also read all three books. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to pay attention to your Goodreads because this week has been fucking shit. bananas. Yeah, no. This shit is bananas. But. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Go team. Kids are done. Summer school doesn't start for another like week and a half, two weeks. So. Ooh, moving on. Moving on. For like the seventh time now. It's okay. Attempt at moving on. Pucking Around follows Rachel and Jake. Three. What? Oh, I was going to just say the names, but okay. Yes. Oh, three other hockey ahead. players. Oh, it's Jake, Caden, and I can't pronounce the other dude. Caden? You mean Caleb? Caleb. I don't know why I said Caden. Sorry. Um, another book with this, that was trash and a half. Um, <laughs> Caleb. Pucking Around follows. Okay. Rachel, who is the team doctor, physical therapist, or assistant physical therapist. And a physician, she is also a doctor. She is a doctor, but that's what her job is for the team. And Caleb, the equipment manager, and Ilmari, the um, goalie goalie for the race. And Jake, who is a defenseman. So, yeah. Anyways, so Rachel gets a, a fellowship for this sports team to be their physical therapist. And she previously knew Jake from that one night in that novella from a couple nights ago. They had a one night stand. And she quickly gets a connection with Caleb, who is her neighbor. And she also has a connection with Ilmari, who has a medical issue that he does not trust the other medical professionals provided to the team. Because he's a piece of garbage. All of them come together eventually to create this book. That is the shortest synopsis it's in the history enough. of synopsis, but we will go through this book with you. It's good enough. Yeah, so it's okay. funny because, like, I originally was like, nah, I don't need to read the novella. Because I, I was like, do I really need to do it? And then I got to, like, not very far in. And then That's I was right. like, yeah, I should go read it. So then I went and read it. And I did like it because it gives more of the backstory of Jake. Because she was like, oh, I miss him and da-da-da. And then, of course, like, if you don't know who the him is, I mean, you can be a little right. bit confused. So it's nice because, like, I went back and read it. And Jake literally is, like, golden retriever in a human form. And it is the cutest yeah. thing. He's so sweet. He's such a sweet. So the novella that one night begins with Rachel, like you said, is a doctor. She is getting an email, getting a decline to for her fellowship for her fellowship that she had applied for, for she's in residency at a place right now. And she applied for a fellowship to work as either like a, a, a doctor fellowship or a physical therapist fellowship because she is specialized in both and she got an email basically saying sorry we're not hiring you so she is drowning her sorrows in a bar right after her brother the morning after her brother's wedding instead of being at the brunch like she should be and she's sitting at that bar getting hit on by 
this real creep of a dude and the most adorable meet cute, honestly, in my opinion. It, it's, it was super cute. Happens when J- we meet Jake and he walks into the bar and sees this woman in a, the most uncomfortable position. And she clearly has a big fuck you to the world face going on. I don't want to be here. I don't want you near me. I don't want you touching me. And this guy will just won't take a hint. And he just jumps right in pretending that she is his sister and that she's waiting for him. And it is the cutest thing it's you ever so did. Funny. See. It it, so I, funny. I honestly, I thought it was like, the best meet cute ever. And I just loved that line that she said in the beginning. It was like, I've got fuck off all but stamped across my forehead. Yep. I just, I felt that because I was like, yeah, I feel like I have that on my face more often than not. It's like standard face. Right. Like my resting bitch face or something. But after he gets the guy to go away and they have their little cutesy moment and he kind of gives her space for a minute. They get talking and they kind of have this little connection and it just starts to bloom and they decide to take it upstairs. But they decide absolutely no names, no information, and they have this night of passion. Neither one of them really want to leave. Yep. She doesn't. He especially. Yeah. He he got real attached. Yeah. he, He especially like was like, screw this. And to force herself to leave like she was just in this like ending situation with her her jobless like or her job con, con, uh, possibly jobless future she just didn't know how or what was going on in her future and she was like i just don't have the headspace for right this right now mm-hmm. and she forced herself to leave like she left the keys in so she couldn't go back and he is just left like devastated that she did not leave her name and number to me honestly this book was fantastic this novella was fantastic as its own entity and it almost made me really sad that i knew that pucking around was going to be a reverse harem because these two just had such a connection yeah and i honestly didn't think that i would feel that way because i love me a good rh Right. This, their connection that they had, I wanted more. Like I wanted a book about them. Yeah. I rated, we probably won't, don't want to get into that. I was going to say, I rated this book really high for me. The only reason it wasn't like a full five-star book was because it wasn't longer. Yeah. It's not a full book. Right. It was just a novella. Mm -hmm. Like it was good. I don't know. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I like it was so I've been monopolizing this space. It's fine. You usually do. Um, it was fine. It was <laughs> I'm just good you shit. No, no, no. I, I liked it a lot. I liked their chemistry. I liked it was funny. I, yes, you're correct. That meet cute, fucking hilarious. And so adorable. adorable. And I loved it. And all of it, like, it was good. It in it did. It gave me the oh no vibes. Like shit, this is gonna turn into something that I don't know if I'm prepared for because I was like, but it's so cute and I just want their story. But no. but then we got I don't want to like go too far ahead. Just so you know, I cried but, twice. But like in the actual book, I'm so glad I did continue because where I thought Jake was my man, let me just say, spoiler alert: the in the real book, Jake is not my man no more. Just saying. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do we have so anything else on. that we want to say about that one night? No, read it. <laughs> yes, read it. read it. Even if you don't want to read Pucking Around, read that one night. Read like, at least the novella, it. yeah. Just at least yeah, read that one. Yeah, because you'll get the vibe. That one alone is worth it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. 
Pucking around. Okay. Pucking around is two months afterwards. So we get a two month gap and it starts out. Rachel's basically still drowning in her life sorrows and just kind of like hating life. And she gets a phone call basically like, dude, you were the first one on our wait list for the fellowship. And because one something of the happens people, to the, yeah, he like, yeah, one happened. of the people got injured. So you're up. It's too late in the program for you to pick your spot and your specialty. So you just have to jump into his good thing. You're multifaceted because you're up lady. Yeah, That's and she didn't even get a you. chance to research the team, nothing. So she went no, and she blind. knew nothing about any of the char- the characters, <laughs> the players, the um anything. She didn't know the team and it was a brand new team. It's uh, the Jacksonville Rays were a brand new team to the league. This was their first attempted season. It was brand new all around to everyone. So she hopped on a plane, jumped to Florida, and that's how this book started. The floor the airport mess like was crazy yeah because she walked yeah caleb came to pick her up and she just she got super delayed she got all this stuff she had an issue with her bags and then the one bag she did have was just a mishmash of things and then literally i laughed so fucking hard because caleb comes in because caleb's the equipment manager and he was picking her up and he's texting her like i'm out here waiting for you i can't wait much longer they're gonna like tow me if i keep waiting and then she goes to put the bag. He in. didn't know her from a hole in the wall. No, he's so just then, like, who's this bitch that's making me wait? Like, because she didn't know he was even picking her up, and she's dealing with all the baggage stuff, waiting over like hours in the airport, and he's just circling yeah. and circling. And then, so, so then she gets her bag out to the car, and then did it tear open? Something happened to the bag, and it, it tore yep. open, and there's a fucking tentacle vibrator in this purple. And it's purple. purple. And he picks it up. And originally, and it was just so. And he's just fucking, stunned. And it was so funny. And I'm like, so good. It he's was just crazy. standing there stunned because he can't understand. She, so he's just I holding think, the tentacle I, vibrator while she's yeah. trying to pick up everything else around her until he re- she realizes that he's not helping anymore and looks up at him holding that. It's just. I laughed so hard. And then she was saying how it was just a gag gift. And then later on, she's like, it wasn't. And I used it. And it was so funny. (laughs) But it was like when she was frustrated because of, you know, she got locked out. of When they got to her apartment, she decides to go sit on her balcony and she fucking locks herself. Well, so they get to the apartment and she finds out that he's actually her neighbor because the um, the team basically rents out the basically the building. So the employees have yeah the the employees have apartments there so since he's an employee he lives there too and he's literally her neighbor and like you said he she was just trying to relax for a minute and she goes out on the balcony and apparently nobody told her but you have to put something in the door to not let it because it's an automatic latch and it, it locks. automatically locks yeah and she, and she got out locked out basically naked she was in underwear and what like a tank top a crop, or something a crop top a crop top and she had to call him for help because she he was literally the only person she knew instead of well it was that or call like the police yeah and it was just funny yeah. i loved that their whole intro is so funny and i was like this is there, so, so there yeah theirs was cute too there, i really did like how everybody kind of met mm-hmm. um, and had their little cute 
meet moments mm-hmm. and all their little bits. Because then she goes to work and da 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 in walks Jake. And, a, and he didn't Surprise. recognize her at first. And because well, he was him a on minute. his phone and he was yeah. fucking around and turns out he was on his phone because he was talking to Caleb, his best friend, who inadvertently she, he was actually talking to her about in the novella, but we didn't know that that's who it was. Because Jake refers to her as his as Seattle girl. And then, of course, like Caleb told, was telling him about all about her at that point and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it eventually does connect that they're the same person. <laughs> and it's very funny. So they literally now have a connection with each other, but best friends. So he was texting her, didn't really notice that she was there. She's in glasses when she usually wears contacts. He wasn't expecting to see her because it's a totally different state. It's a different location out of, you know, out of mindset. And he just kind of like glances by her kind of thing and was like, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. And then was like, what the fuck kind of thing? Yeah. And then she was pissed. She's like, you didn't even fucking recognize me. Right. (laughs) But then they were like, "Okay, dude. Well, mostly her was like, dude, this is my job. Like, I get that we had a connection. I get that we still have a connection, but we need to keep this professional. And he he was basically like, (laughs) yeah, he was basically like challenge accepted. Uh huh. God, he's such a, it's so cute. He's so funny. It was he, cute because he really does is the epitome of like a, a dog, like that little golden retriever puppy. And we'll get to Caleb because he's like a cat. He literally is. She literally like a cat. says he's a cat. It's just so yeah. funny because like Jake keeps the humor in everything. Like that's, yeah, like that's basically that's like his, his position in everything. Yep. to keep the humor and everything going so it was it was really cute my only problem with this kind of scene though so far is when she got locked out she what caused her to want to go back into her apartment was she heard the washer buzz so she knew it was time for her to put her clothes in the dryer mm-hmm. and that's so when she got locked out she ended up spending the night on caleb's couch and when they got up in the morning, um, by the time the guy came to let her into her apartment, she even said in the book that she barely had time to shower before she had to leave for work. And it was said multiple times that she, the only clothes she had were the ones she got at Target and that she put in the washing machine. Oh. So if she barely had time. if we know anything, to- Ariel's going to find a plot hole. So if she barely had time to shower... She certainly didn't have time to turn her dryer on and wait for her laundry, right? Well, unless she threw one outfit specifically into the dryer. I've done that. And then showered while it was and drying. Because I do that. Okay. I do it, it all the they, time. It was just made such a big deal about the steps of the washing and the blah, blah, blah. And then nothing was said again about the dryer. I don't know. Anywho, so she gets to watch all the players and just take notes of them because she's going to figure them out. And they make such a big deal about the bear. And... This ginormous dude who's the goalie. And she's just like, holy motherfuck. She doesn't really have that much interaction with him. She doesn't really know him that well. It's just holy motherfuck. But then they get on a plane to go on. Well, she's supposed to have physicals with them all to check their knees and their hips to clear them for the game because she specializes in knees and hips and she's supposed to be helping out the team in that way. And Elmari, the bear, 
he keeps ducking out of all those appointments all week until it's time for their game. And they get on the plane to go to the away game. And apparently hockey players, maybe it's other sports people too, but apparently hockey players have very, very specific seats for luck. And they need to be in these specific seats for their plane every time. But apparently she sat in Elmari's seat. And... it is a very big thing in all sports, but even yeah. even fan bases too. So Spencer has specific jerseys he wears during specific games because of the exact thing. But it is any any sports; they always are going to have a routine. They're always, especially before games, if it works for them. Superstition; it's always going to happen every sports. But yeah, hockey. Obviously, because yeah. we're reading about hockey, but yeah, all sports across, like, that's their huge thing is it's always a superstition thing. And you don't fuck with that because sometimes if you do, guess what? Bad things happen. And then in your brain, you're like, shit, I shouldn't have changed. Yeah, it's it's so it's big. so she's in his seat and he comes up like and he barely speaks and he barely speaks to any of his teammates. And he's and he has mostly because he's really shy and he doesn't know how to get the words out. Not because he's a jerk. Oh my gosh, Elmari has my like whole soul. I love this man. Your giant so, fetish man. Yes. He's just so like his just whole inner self was just <sighs> anyways. So he is basically like, move. She's like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> and right, she's like, fuck you. And he's like, no, you need to move. And basically and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And everyone's like, dude, the goalie says you need to move, you need to move. Because that's like, a huge you don't so like and they mess probably, with the goalie and it no and so other thing about that too is it is a thing because if you again because I watch a lot of hockey you do not touch the goalie I have seen all out brawls if the other team has just touched the goalie and people will come up and boom. so she basically was like dude you've been ghosting me all week you haven't respected my time and now you need me to move like what the actual fuck. And she like slides over one seat and he's a, he's been like, he's like a big dude. So he's like, no, I, I, I want the whole, the whole row. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? And the sort of like, dude, I need you both to sit down. We're leaving now. And so they're both pissy and have to sit together. But then he plays a shutout game. So then he won't let her not sit with her. So, because he doesn't want to ruin her luck, and he doesn't know how to communicate. And that then everyone's like, you're, to... "They're like, well, you, you're the lucky charm. You're stuck with him now." <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't know how to like use his words, like, and just like say all that and how he feels. Like he's he's his like his actual words and communication is top notch when he actually applies them. My favorite but... is like way later on, and they're like, "Dude." The two times you spoke more than yeah. two sentences, someone should write that shit down and publish it because it's so beautiful. It, right. Yeah. But like, dude, if you just like say what's in your head once in a while, other people around you might understand. But so. uh, to be fair, he's also Finnish and he speaks Finnish and he says and he, he does it a lot. But it's but yeah, he yes. even says he speaks perfect English. But well, yeah, but I'm just saying like, yeah. But so now she's stuck with him. She's his good luck charm. And now they're miserable on the thing. So that was kind of her first like introduction with him, which honestly, I thought was kind of fun too. It wasn't as like meet cutie, but like I liked it. 
Mm-hmm. So those are our three guys, Amari, Caleb, and Jake. So, I'm not so going to lie. Both- I, I struggled in the beginning after the after we had the first two. I'm like, how are they going to fit this third one into the how story it, without it being it like, yeah. Because I was like a little concerned because like the first two, it made sense with everything going on with, you know, their two best friends and all this other stuff and like right. blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Obviously like it worked out, but I'm just like originally, like I was like, I was a little concerned. Like I was cool with the two and I was like, I don't know how we're going to do the third one. Okay. And and how he was going to be added in successfully and seamlessly. Yeah. yeah. So I also want to say, so next, after, you know, they play a little bit, they have their kind of games and stuff. But the next kind of big part is when they go to the club. But small moment at the club for me, I just want to like say before we like talk about the actual club part, but Elmari just sitting there reading at the club instead of like conversating or like talking to anyone or like having dinner with anyone he like doesn't sit with anyone he just sits by himself and reading it was like the cutest thing I'm sorry but it was the I know he's being antisocial but it was the cutest thing and he just like had my heart from that literally that would be you yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) moving on (laughs) anyways so they they went to the club and like it was like wham bam thank you ma'am because we had we went from these kind of cutesy moments where there there's all this like no 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 and then the games and stuff and she was kind of acclimating herself and then she's at the club and she's like flirting it up with Jake Rachel's flirting it up with Jake and they're dancing and really like kind of getting it on dancing she was also hammered yeah well <laughs> and she was he's been texting her nonstop and he's a really just <laughs> yeah he's... really saying well hold my beer i'm gonna make this happen and then this old puck bunny of caleb's comes to bother caleb hoping that like she can kind of have him connect her with other hockey players she's just being a fucking sleazebag puck bunnies usually are yeah and the boys are like oh gotta get rid of her and then she's just like nope let me handle it and she just walks right over and plops herself on his lap and takes care of it and, and uh, like, my favorite part mm-hmm. is how much the team like was there for it. they're like yeah but it's so and funny i too, love the way the team teases her and call like her hot dog fully pulls her into their unit and just like that banter because, it's, I just appreciated that so much, especially in the beginning. Well, that's the vibe of the hockey community in general is like, that's but what they do. Where she was new, though. I just liked I'm how like quickly she was that's, acclimated. To, that's the vibe. Yeah. It's one of the few professional sports that that's the vibe. Well, you remember I used to take Grace to ECHL games all the time. Well, I've been to, to yeah, plenty of. Well, she was on that's a first, my sport of choice. Well, because she was on a first name basis with every player on that team especially Mm -hmm. the captain of the team. And she met them a million times. We went to dinner with the team. We skated with the team. We did the every game we because we went to every game we went. She got to high five tunnel every game. And like we sat next to the players box. And like when we met them like for the first time, they're like, oh, we hear you all the time. And like they Mm -hmm. literally became like best friends with my child. And it was just yeah. so funny because, like, but that's the whole community. Like, if you go to – like, we went to Lightning Games down here. Like, even the fan base community is so welcoming. So it's just 
versus some other sports is harder and they're not as welcoming as humans. So she's on his lap and and he's loving it. But Jake is finding that he's not. Oh, he likes it. I mean, he liked it, but he was also like, why is something going on with them? She's my Seattle girl. Like, wait a second. And that was Caleb's moment, too. Like, wait, why is he looking at her? Like, (laughs) and they have, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, my God. And then (laughs) that turns into a... Our first moment together and on some stairs. I thought they were in the room. I thought they were I thought they brought them into the closet. Maybe I know because they They started making out on the stairs and then they had to leave the stairs because right. Yeah, Yeah. that's where I was going with that. That made me feel crazy. In the club, they basically have a threesome. Oh sorry, they do have a threesome. (laughs) I'm like, they basically have a they they do have one. And like it's so funny because I think this is the first time that we learn about Caleb mm-hmm. and his all his jewelry. Yes. Yes, his jewelry. And I'm pretty sure I took a picture of the page and sent it to you because it was so stinking hilarious. It was exposing his you know, gorgeous dick. The piercings are perfectly aligned. And all of a sudden, Jake sees it. And he's like, whoa, uh, what? What? Like, basically, like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck did you do? How? Did, like, why? And he just like... <laughs> His brain short-circuited. Caleb's like, do you want me to get into that now? Or do you want to <laughs> fuck her? Like, mm. he goes, well, both. I mean, does it help? Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, help what? His balance? God, it was funny. Jake's like, with sex? Like, does it help with sex? And he's like, he's all worried that he was going to be, like, bested by the, the pierced. <laughs> Every single time that Caleb's penis came out jake had like a conniption and then later jealousy oh yeah but it was so funny yeah so they tag team her in the closet fantastic fantastic okay all round great all all coolness and you know then they uh go get something to eat and all of a sudden uh she's moving in yeah i was like where out of left field did that fucking come from? Because they want her all the time and they feel like if they if she's not moved in with somebody, then it's going to look suspicious going in and out. I get it. I got all their reasons, but it still just seemed out of left field from their mouth. I was like, not really. Like you just fucked this girl in the closet for the first time and now you're like, move in. I mean, yeah, because, you know, Jake's been obsessed with her since Seattle. And then Caleb feels like the Insta. But it was Caleb that said move in. Well, you know, because he wants Jake. I don't know what to tell you. It's just crazy. So they're all doing that. And she's like, fine, I'll move in. And then meanwhile, while this is all going on and she's supposed to be going home to pack after work, while she's at work, she finally gets to corner Omari and... And get him to agree to get her to check him off for his physical so that he can play and all that jazz so she doesn't have to bench him. And he kisses her. I know. I was like, oh, my God. And for I don't know why, but for me, it felt like such a long time between the boys and the kiss. And it really wasn't. But it just felt that way. It did. It felt like there was more in between 
it really did, but there there wasn't a lot of time. Because that night, she went to move out, but of course, I mean, her and Caleb had to have a little rendezvous in the And I have a thing about that, they... too. Can't so wait. when they finally banged together without... Her and Caleb? Her and Caleb, when they banged yeah. without Jake around. Yeah. I loved... So I actually have, like, two... I have two... A couple quotes. One was, I believe, prior to that. And it was... I don't remember when it was... When they were discussing it. I don't remember the context. All I know is this. You put the cart way before the horse. And then you fucked the cart without condoms. Apparently, which, dude, you're a fucking psycho. No rubber, no mm-hmm. ride, remember? That was funny. But so, after she banged Caleb and they had... He goes, he fucked you with his android cock, didn't he? And I fucking lost my shit. And I was Oh, like, yeah. Once they... Yeah. Well, once that's, yeah, that's once they move in. No, but, they, yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, I thought it was really fucking funny. Yeah. You fucking, he fucked but you with his android cock. When <laughs> she was, when oh, she good. slept with Caleb, she called him daddy. And I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Especially since when she was warning the boys. She knew. Um, so here's the thing is she, she clocked him. Oh, I know. And that's why she did it. So it wasn't like, and I understand. Oh no. No, I understand. And I wouldn't have had as much of a problem with it. it I honestly wouldn't. I honestly would not have had as much of a problem with it because she was just understanding what he needed. And, but the reason why I had so much of a problem with it is because she is a fucking grown ass woman. She's like almost 30 years old. She's 27. She's almost 30 years old. And she spent how long having a conversation at that restaurant with those boys trying to explain to them why it wouldn't be a good idea to date her because of her family and her history because her dad is the lead guitarist for like the most famous rock band and she has so much publicity and blah 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 but she calls her father daddy have you heard of daddy problems and every single time she talked about him it wasn't my dad or my father or anything like that it was daddy this and daddy that and daddy this and daddy that and I was like and then you I I had a problem with that and then you start calling Caleb daddy and I was like no it's called she's fucked up and that's a thing it's not my thing I don't like it I may have daddy issues and that's not me that's not a thing then she she moves in and like you said she uh he he clocked that they slept together right away i love the fact that we also sent each other the exact same quote yeah and he's just like do you really want to know the details and jake's like of course i want to know it was amazing wasn't it it's not fair (laughs) he's got all the smarts and that weird surfer vampire vibe and a kinky ribbed cock how's the guy supposed to compete with surfing sun-kissed edward cullen it's so funny he was he was so he was spiraling He was, and he was, he was so jealous of it and so upset, and it was so funny, hilarious. It really yeah, was. It was hilarious. Great. Oh, my God. Yeah, I died. It was so funny. It was great. Oh, man. And so after they moved together, moved in together, I had a problem. Of course. In the beginning. Be a, it wouldn't of, be an episode without a problem. Uh, you know. In the beginning, the book flowed really well. Got a little weirdy like, in the middle. It kind of like went day to day. It kind of went in and out here. And we kind of were able to follow what was going on regularly. Once she moved in with the boys, the time jumped erratically. And it wouldn't exactly tell us 
what day it was or what happened or how much time had passed. And it was really frustrating, I'm going to say, because half the time I didn't know what the fuck we were talking about for a second until I had to figure out where we were. Because I was like, wait, but what? The, what? Like how much time has passed? And like I said, it was great. And it was really fluid and consistent until they moved in. And then it was like, I don't know what flipped the switch, but the writing changed somehow. And I don't uh. know... <laughs> I don't know where the plot was lost, <laughs> but I don't know why that fluidity was lost, but it really affected the reading and it was really frustrating. So take that for what it is. So they moved in. They had a grand old time. They talked about how they were going to tell HR that she was dating Jake so that she could live there and not have everything be as hush hush as it could be. All this tension is building between Caleb and Jake. They've been best friends forever. Caleb has been in love with Jake for a really long time. He likes men and women. Jake's been in lo love with Rachel since he met her, but they both care about Rachel tremendously now. And they're not sure how they feel about this sharing situation. They're just, they're really exploring that dynamic. Mm -hmm. And tension is kind of rising and they all get to a boiling point and they have what they call sudden death in the kitchen um, where they all just out what they're thinking, what they're feeling, all that jazz. And Rachel admits to kissing Elmari. And though the boys are kind of hurt about it, they can understand because of their growing feelings for each other. Yeah, They have a conversation and agree to kind of see where it goes with him if he can agree to become a thing with all of them kind of thing right not necessarily sexual if it but you know what i mean if it is what it is but also they kind of explore their feelings for each other a little bit in this sudden death and i think this is when we get our first glimpse of jake finding out just how neat those piercings are up Close. I think so. Yes, this was so Rachel and him, Rachel and Jake orally pleasured <laughs> Caleb in the kitchen uh, together. She helped guided him through it. Yeah, because they were talking about their frustrations. And then I remember Jake was saying like, well, what if the Viking sweeps you off your feet? What's going to happen right. with his monster? And they're all afraid of so him because they've seen him in the locker room. Uh-huh. They've seen him without And pants. they're like, <laughs> him and his Viking cock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like so, the whole sudden death thing was so full of emotion because like she's saying like you might find somebody else and he's like no you're it for me Jake poor Jake like he is so in his emotions and you know like making sure that like sharing her with, with Caleb doesn't hurt him and he goes no it doesn't like he's my best friend and this 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 so like and then like trying to push Caleb because Caleb's just like this stone man who doesn't share anything he brings the humor obviously but he also brings the, the darkness because he's the darkness but it's just it, it's it's interesting because trying to get Caleb to admit like he loves him and stuff like he loves her and stuff and it's just yeah and then like he does and then she goes then fuck me like you hate me that was a great that was a great line i liked that part yeah. that was good because she noticed he's been holding back right she right she can she's tell. like and then he goes you don't know what you're saying she's like no seriously fuck me like you hate me and then she calls him daddy and then i wanted to bomb it so so after they sudden death and kind of have all those feelings out she gets because when she cornered Amari and he kissed her, she found out that he had been 
holding in that injury. And she agreed to help him kind of off the books and be his only person. So behind the scenes, she had arranged for him to go to, is it Cincinnati? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cincinnati. Okay, To go get scanned so that they can find out how bad or what really is going on if it's really a groin pull or if it's like a tear or what is really the problem and like officially so after the sudden death is when she leaves to go do that with him so they go on the plane and i don't know why i thought this plane ride was so freaking hilarious it was um because it's was not it when he was trying to like pay off the dude sitting next yeah. to him <laughs> so it's not a right reg- it's not the team plane so right. they went they flew like commercial and she put Elmari in first class because he's a big big dude and she just flew economy because it's just a short flight and she had to get them last minute tickets and it was just easier and he was super upset because she wasn't sitting next to him and he was like throwing a little mini temper tantrum with no words like but like everyone was supposed to know how he felt and he was so upset with the guy next to him and he was like kept trying to pay him off and get him to move and the guy was like no No. like what the fuck is wrong with you so he like stomped back to economy and the guy who was sitting next to her recognized him was like, it a guy or was it a, was. I thought it was a kid, but maybe it was Yeah, a young kid. Okay, I was like, I thought it was a young kid, not a, a he, guy. I think he was like a late teenager, like a 19-year-old kind of kid or something like that. But how he, I don't know how he's described or something. He was he's like a late teenager. He's or described as a kid. Anywho, like, he recognized him and he was like, I'll switch seats with you kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, for you, sure, of course. And so he had to sit in that tiny little seat for the rest of the flight. And then they, they get off the plane and the guy who was sit next to him in first class realizes who he was after and the fact. tries to ask, yeah tries to ask him for his autograph and he's like no you won't even do it for my kid no <laughs> like, i was i just i don't know why i liked that no part. that was so it great was i love so that funny. we do need to discuss something that we skipped over in the previous thing the sudden death sudden death Oh, okay. Some bitch named Ariel didn't warn me that there was going to be cum mixing and then spit into other people's mouths. It wasn't anyone pissing on anyone. We have discussed the cum spitting before. Dude, are you going to need a list now? Do you need a list? I'm going to need a list of crystal triggers that I'm going to need to give you. We've literally talked about the cum spitting before because it's happened. But here's the thing. It's a little hard. To sit here and remember all of your triggers. Are you done being a cunt bag for like for three seconds? Yes. Okay. You can shut up for two minutes. It not only happened once, but it happened twice. The first time was only one person's cum. But like, I don't enjoy the cum spitting into other people's mouths. But then the second time it happened, which was in the sudden death, it was Jake's (laughs) cum and Caleb's cum. And she mixed it in her mouth and then spit it into each of their mouths. This is after they learned that Jake had a praise kink, but that's fine. I, I feel with him on that level, apparently. Crystal has a praise kink. I do. I have learned that it's fine. But I forgot because I was I was look, flipping through the sudden death just to look at a couple things. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is where I was like, that you was didn't that part. Wa- I'm like, you didn't warn me about the cum spitting. So if anyone doesn't like cum being spit into other people's mouth, I've said this now six times. That's in there. There's no peeing. That was great. There was no peeing in this book. It was lovely. There's just spitting of the cum into people's mouths. I thought you hey, would have had an issue because I don't warned like the you about up. peeing. 
I warn you about virgins. I warn you. Like, the virgin I got this thing whole doesn't, list. The virgin thing doesn't going. bother me. You've warned me about virgins before, and it doesn't really bother me unless it's made a huge well, they deal Well, it bothered you, like, a couple times, and then I had to start warning you. And Not then... really. None of the books we've read has it bothered me. Oh, yeah, the recently. I know. But it was it was something different, and you were like, you didn't warn me about that. And so then I wanted to warn you every time. I don't know what it was for. It was one time that I didn't say anything, and you're like, hmm? I don't think so because I have never complained about the virgin thing. I won't read them in my own books because sometimes if I if if it seems like the virgin thing is going to be this huge fucking deal, yeah, and like made out to be this huge, then I don't read it like that. And like secret babies, I don't do. I don't know why that. I don't know what it is about like some secret babies. I'm like we're we're, we're getting off track. We'll talk anyways, about your triggers later. <laughs> well, for your warning, it's Y'all not a trigger. It's the thing. It's not. It's not. It doesn't trigger me. It just is gross. I know. It's maybe the wrong choice of words. Yeah. Thanks for the being a dick list hole. of list of it's uh, not as needs long- warning. It's not as long as you think it is. Like you make it out to be this like huge long ass list, and it's really not. I just don't like peeing. That one will get me to stop reading a book. <laughs> That's what I, I do warn you about that one. I know. Except for the one time you didn't. Well, it wasn't because it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. She didn't pee into their mouth. He didn't pee into her mouth. She didn't taste the rainbow. <laughs> it's not a, if it's a rainbow, you should probably seek medical attention. The okay. cum spitting was Moving disgusting. this train Anyways. back onto the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Continue your awkward plane ride. That was actually kind of cute. They got to the office for the scan and the Dr. Holla bomb dropped. So Dr. Holla was her residency director previously. That was, and she, she worked with worked him a for, lot. Yeah. Worked for years with, and that was the person who, who kind of like shaped her residency. That was the person who um, basically got her this fellowship, not this team and position, but that yeah. got her into the program. Right. And she had been communicating with him about this player, Ilmari, and surprise, and he was all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then yeah, surprise, it's his son. Oh, it's, yeah, it's he's his, actual his son. father, his birth father that he's estranged from and wants nothing to do with. And Dr. Holla tricked Rachel and got her to bring him there so he could see him. <gasps> Shocked, intrigued. <laughs> What the fuck? I didn't actually see that one coming. I'm gonna be honest. Like I had no idea. No. That was that was something I wasn't expecting. But like, no. obviously, like Amari has some hangups about it. So he's pissed. Rachel took Amari's side and was like, "Dude, slow your roll. W-T-F. This wasn't on purpose." Yeah, I didn't know anything about this. But like, this is really important to your medical. Can we like ignore this, dude? Do what we need to do and get the fuck out of here. And there was a condition to him doing it. Yeah. So, well, well, not really. It was, he had to do dinner. I'm saying, in order for Omari to agree, Omari gave her a condition to which he would do it. Never mind. Just continue. Continue talking. I'll just I'm just trying to remember. Like, he was going to agree to do it, but I'm pretty sure he said, you need to kiss me first. Oh, oh, yes. Sorry. That's what I was trying to remember. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yes, he did ask for a kiss in exchange, but he like, he was already, yeah, he because that was for the dinner because he was like, that's taking it overkill. And they suffered through the thing, got everything going, got all the scans, sat through the dinner. The father saw them together, like his protege, basically, and his son basically called it right there and was yeah. like, do you love her? And finished. So she didn't know. Yeah. I mean, we like, don't yeah. we don't learn what he said until the end of the book. But this is what happens. 
I know. I'm and, just saying. That's, yeah. he, you could have just left right, it in right. suspense of he whispered something and he just said yes. And she had no idea yeah. what it was. And then we learn at the end of the book what he said. Right. So then they find their way to the hotel. Yeah, and do. then she meets his Viking cock. Yeah, she does. I do want to say... Because there was a couple other ones where Tess, I believe it was Tess who said, I don't know if I would enjoy being made into a human Twinkie. Oh, we haven't gotten to Tess yet, but yeah. Fuck. Oh, that's right. Sorry. We're not there yet. Almost. She shows up at the beach. I have two more, but it's fine. Keep going. Oh, after Tess? It includes Tess. Oh, okay. So what did you think of the whole Amari and her scene, though? It was great. Yeah. I, I was game. crushing so much on Amari, and I kind of thought it was so funny that he's like, dude you agree to this you agree to this and like i'm not stopping like this is just going forever kind of thing he was very concerned about her consent and going forward which was very sweet and the viking can beg me anytime (gasps) i remember what the bar was now it's too late for that but that's okay so the bar was her and telling him about the boys Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he was basically very like, confused. He was no. very, he was, he was also confused because he doesn't understand the concept of it really. Well, that and he, and he said wanted that. her. Right. Yeah. He wanted he didn't her. didn't want to share. No. And but so then that's when why they... he was kind of grumpy as fuck mm-hmm. on but the plane, w- kind of. Right. But then when they were like having sex, she goes, you understand that like they this come, changes nothing. This changes not like. They are still in this. And like, he still did it anyways. Yeah. And afterwards, he kind of, I think he had a little bit of buyer's remorse when she kind of said that afterwards. You say buyer's remorse as if she's like, he bought her. I I did say that, but (laughs) just as an expression, not really. I know, I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, I think he did kind of have a little bit of like, oh crap, because he, it just solidified her for him even more, their connection. Yeah, don't bang somebody you're in love with because then you're fucked. Like, right. And then he was like, oh, damn it. I, like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's with somebody else. Like, with, fuck. With two. And then books. she brings him home. My only thing throughout this book was more so her selfishness with everything i found her quite because she she didn't want everyone to know but because she was so concerned about this 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 but at the same time like she really just wants them but then like she wants all three so she just wants them all to just like accept it and deal with it and then if it's not going i understand it's a very complicated situation it's a very complicated dynamic and it can be i just she was not my favorite person in this, but I just, she had a lot of selfish tendencies, yeah. which is what it is, but like, and she didn't kind of take into account the feelings of the other boys. She did eventually like, was like, okay, we need- I agree with you. I think she was very intuitive to them. So she understood how they felt, Yes, but I and- agree with you. I no, felt yeah. she had a lot of selfish tendencies, but she also knew what she wanted and she wasn't afraid to just be like, no, this is my life. This is what but I want. She wasn't afraid to be, no, this is my life and what I want, but it wasn't taking into account what they the wanted. other people in the situation. Yeah, yeah. She was just being a very, very, very selfish little bit. Cause when you're in a relationship, it's not just only about you, but I mean, right. it, you should be standing for you, but right. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Honestly, she was not my favorite of the quartet by far, but right. Yep. So yeah, so she brought Amari home, 
which honestly, that was kind of a bogus move, honestly. Mm-hmm. So you that's, go out. I think that's why this, I like, that's why I wanted to insert that's that That's why now, you were, yeah. Is because you, of everything that You go out, happening. bang this other dude, and then you just walk him back home, which I get that that's kind of what they talked about, but like, still. Like, well, now he's in the family, kinda... and you're like, well, you don't got to understand, like, this poor man has no idea what is happening, and he's not used to this kind of a situation, so what the which fuck are you doing? Which brings me to another problem I had. So maybe I was just too much of an Omari fan, but we had had a good portion up until now of a rotation of them. I mean, it wasn't equal by far. It was a mostly Rachel book, but of the point of view rotations. Mm -hmm. And then on all these crucial parts where Elmari's voice would have been needed so much, we didn't get him for so much time. Like we got him during the Dr. Hollabomb. And then I don't think we got him again until like way, way, way later in the book. Yeah, it wasn't as I feel like until like the jerseys, like it it was like that far. Yeah, so I feel like so we didn't get him through his moving, like then her coming home, all how he felt about that. That was all these were bombs. Okay, <laughs> so just finishing my thought. Go ahead. I feel like, and this is where I was concerned at the beginning when I was saying how I didn't know how they were going to incorporate all three. I feel like once they added Ilmari into the fold. Some of the balancing act of the stories with the boys became too much. Like it was too much for the writer to include in the story because then it started to feel like some were just getting lost. As you were saying, we didn't hear from Amari for a while. And I just think like the writing wasn't bad. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I feel like it was it just had you pieces added, where it lost. Right. I feel like because once you added the fourth member to the tribe, shit got lost. Like, you know, story got lost where story could Which have really continued. is unfortunate because he mm-hmm. was such a good character. Right. And that's exactly. So I just feel, and that was like, because I don't read a lot of RH books, but I just felt like as soon as I knew that there was going to be a fourth, I'm like, oh shit. My only concern is that the story is going to get lost and like, convoluted and other stuff and then some people are going to be talked more obviously it was more of a rachel book than anything which is fine like going in i already knew that because she's a central character but i just i wish that we had more of omari's point of view and i wish that it just didn't feel like it got lost and that it wasn't just adding the fourth to just add it to make into four you know? right so like i want to say at least 90 percent of most rh books the group of men are already a group of men. Like they are already a knit unit. Like losers was. Oh, right. That's a great example. Yeah. Where the 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 female is coming into a a, a working team already. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're just kind of like throwing in somebody on like, the sidelines. Like we're forming the Spice Girls here. Right. But I was gonna say Powerpuff Girls, but there's only three of them. But it was. It was. It was. It was a little disconcerting that we didn't have. It wasn't cohesive and it wasn't balanced, I guess. It was more right. unbalanced is like the word I was and, and I felt like as these weird twists, as these, okay, so we could feel these like shifts in the foundation throughout the book that destroyed the balance of the writing and the balance of the book, which is unfortunate because it's a really good book. I'm not knocking Yeah, no, it was a great book. book. 
But like you could see it though. You could see when the they shift. moved in the first when she moved in the first time, that was that first shift of balance and the writing took a hit where that timeline changed and it got it got crazy. So now with Elmari coming into the piece fully, the the foundation is taking a hit again. And it honestly got worse. No, it's it. The stories got shakier, like with the togetherness and the cohesiveness, like you said. And not only that, but honestly. The timing, I didn't even know how it was possible, but the timing got even worse. Yeah. So before we get to that, because it, it matches with it and I want to get to that, but I just want to just say one thing about the Maori coming home because they pushed him and pushed him and pushed all his buttons to make sure he was ready, which he was not ready. And that's not fair. And we did not have his headspace. I think, which that's I think why... Caleb even called it out to at some point. He goes, he's clearly not right. comfortable. But Caleb was masterminding it anyways, but it just made me so frustrated because we didn't have his headspace. But then Caleb whips out his dick and Elmari's like, what the fuck? And he's all like, you can touch it if you want. And Amari's over here like... Because he was curious because he saw... Oh, absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't want to touch that? And check it out. You know I mean? It's like somebody whipping off their... I mean, you probably have this happen all the time. It's like somebody whipping off their shirt with their pierced, you know, tatas. And, you know, whether you you really want to touch boobs or not, you're all like, oh, can I play with that? Like, you know... In what context is this happening to me all the time? I don't know. I feel like you probably... I, I... Oh, I see pictures of you all the time where you're clearly not wearing a bra, so it's like obvious. I don't wear a bra, but I'm saying how many people are whipping out their tits for me to look at their pierced nipples? I meant you whipping out yours. Oh, no, I don't do it that often. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, every time that I... I meant people wanting to touch yours. So here's the thing. Just because they're pierced. I didn't tell Spencer they were pierced until... Oops. He couldn't tell? I wore a bra a lot. Oh. Um, and same thing, like a lot of dudes that I slept with after I got them done, I didn't tell them because I forgot. And then it was like a surprise. Now surprise. it's happy. Now it's happy birthday to everybody because I'm in Florida and it's hot as shit and I just don't wear a bra. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, I think I saw a picture of you the other day. But and I, was I, was think- like, I was thinking, I'm like, I was like, how many boobs am I like that? Everyone's going to be like, no, no one touches. Touch- no one touch. Nobody asks to touch them when I'm in public. Oh. So maybe I'm just the problem. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, because the way you worded it, I'm like, how many, who are whipping out their boobs for me to see them? Why are we just like. Okay, whatever. Mo- all right. We're going to move on only, to me being The only time that I have ever allowed somebody to touch my boobs in public was when I was dating the felon. And we went to the Breezeway, which is the gay bar uh, in Manchester. And we went there for Halloween. And I was wearing, like, a low-cut shirt, and my boobs were, like, up there. And this girl just comes up to me, and she goes, I just want to tell you, your boobs are really nice. And I was like, thank you. They're real. You can touch them if that if you want. And she goes, okay. And then, you know, I got, <laughs> So. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I have massive ones. So, like, no, they're, like, when the I was, size like, of your head or my bigger. head. Yeah. So when I was younger, like, and I would actually go near people, that was like just a common thing. Like, dude, can I touch it? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Whatever. Um, But whipping out a dick's a little different. Dicks are not beautiful. Um, I mean, pierced like that. I mean, that'd probably be pretty cool. It's probably. Well, that's the thing. You just want to touch the piercings. Dicks themselves are not great looking. Uh, Take this from a lady who has seen a lot of them. They're not all great looking. 
I mean, I've seen I quite have enough. Maybe, <laughs> I've maybe seen one or two that are like really nice looking, but in general, boobs are more attractive than a dick. Okay. I think everybody has their own, you know. Dicks are not pretty. I don't have a problem with them. Anyway. Oh, no, they do the job. They're great. They're just not pretty to look at. Anyways, Moving Omari on. wanted to touch the piercings. I mean, duh. Jake got jealous once again. Of the freaking Robocock. Well, it, and... he got jealous, but I just don't think he understood why the jealousy, the like, because later absolutely. on he, like, figured out why all this jealousy is raging. Oh, absolutely. Body. But again, Elmari's, like, talking about how he doesn't want anything to do with the men. Like, he's just there for Rachel. And we don't have his point of view. We don't have anything in his head. And I want to preface this a lot because it's going to matter when I talk about something later and I bring that up. So just keep that in mind. We can move on, but whatever. So then she, they get all the boys angry with the Jersey situation and which honestly was hilarious. I also have words about this whole scene, but we can, it has nothing to do with the jerseys or anything. It just has to do with. Okay. As I say, it's before tests still. But dude, we're serious, really? Because because my shit with Tess is at like forty six percent. How far? Oh, maybe I... she was on the phone or something. Yeah, it was in the phone. Oh, sorry. It was because she was talking about because Tess. No, because Tess had met Langley. Yeah, that's the beach. That's yeah. Because it, I have it. That's it's literally forty six percent of the way through. I didn't realize that the Jersey situation was that far back. So Tess had met Langley, which is like the tiny yep. baby of the whole group. And it was just so funny because she goes, Tess, this is not they the, get hum- the next book. I'm excited. Tess, this is not the Humane Society. Stop looking at that puppy right now. He is not up for adoption. It was so fucking funny. I laughed because she just like kept talking about Langley being like a little puppy and how she just wanted to take yeah. him home. And she goes, he he's is like, not- he's like a miniature Jake. He is. Anyway, so the jersey situation, that was interesting. Uh, Rachel wore Elmari's jersey for his game because it was his big game. Mm-hmm. He was the being coming. yeah scouted for the Olympics. And I I did skip around because I just wrote the important I don't care. Parts, but the she wore his jersey because he was being she, he was being scouted for the Olympics and Caleb wore Jake's jersey and <laughs> Jake obviously got so mad and jealous, but also super excited that Caleb was wearing his jersey. But he came over to the glass and like started pounding on it and screaming at them. So of course, Caleb being Caleb, he's going to stir the pot for a little shit. And he's hugging her to him and like kissed her on the cheek and was just like smiling in a way. And then they get... Omari's attention so that he can see and so he gets all fired up about it excited and all that jazz and they do they play a fantastic freaking game and then at the end of the game they switch jerseys (laughs) yeah (laughs) which pisses them both off even more because Jake's mad because Caleb's wearing Omari's jersey and then Omari's mad because Caleb's wearing his jersey (laughs) and that Rachel took his off and it was a whole thing and it was so funny and it it was great and Elmari won the Olympic spot and it was just it was great but because Jake threw that little temper tantrum the press got wind of that Mm -hmm. and it became a thing 
and the press saw who it was that he was shouting at, recognized her as the like socialite princess that she is, and it became a, a thing, a scandal, and now they have to deal with the backlash. Yeah, I didn't like any of the scandal situation. I thought it was stupid. I didn't either. I didn't like how any of it played out in the book. Me I too. all of it was dumb. Like I, the, I really thought like, it was a weak plot. Especially like her being concerned that she doesn't want them in any of the things be, and being connected to her because she had this huge crazy past and da 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 da. Mm. I just thought it was dumb. I, yeah, it was dumb. I mean they're they're up there enough. I wish, I really thought it was just a weak plot point. It was it was a weak plot point. And then of course like <laughs> pictures and stuff got leaked and blah 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 yeah. being, of like especially with Caleb and her together. They had gotten the pictures of like him like kissing her on the cheek and stuff out there yeah it was a weak plot point it was stupid but i did like their twins coming i did like yes that yeah part. to that game yeah so because rachel that was twin... at the that was at the end of the book towards we're, the end wasn't yeah we're it? getting there okay yeah we're getting we're, we're getting there i'm just saying don't skip that that far ahead well that's what happens after the press okay then i miss them because we also had the game where with the toronto I haven't talked game. about toronto yet no that happens after the twins come but I thought the twins didn't come till the end with the other jerseys. Did I miss the twins? That's something that? different. That's okay. a different, yeah. Okay. So they each have, so Harrison shows up because he sees her on the news and her oh, father's right. PR is that's dealing right. with that's it right. all. And Jake has a meltdown and calls Amy and basically is like, you need to come here. So I just liked the twin moments in that um, little bit after they how they both deal with that press situation. I just, I liked that. Oh, how they okay. Just, I was like, the um, twins aren't there yet though. Harrison was, but yeah. Yes. So, and I liked that Harrison was a little douchebag and was like, I do too. I'm her husband. It was so <laughs> funny. <are> people. Yeah. <laughs> because then she broke it to Harrison about everything, which was right. Really, I she, loved that. Yeah. She let him know about everything, which was cool. So yes, then the Toronto game happened. Now, the Toronto game is a big deal because Caleb is the equipment manager. And Caleb is the equipment manager because he and Jake used to play for the same hockey team. They started out together. They were like rookies together. They started out together. And he, uh, Caleb's first big game. First big NHL game. Seven minutes in, this giant mammoth of a man just unnecessarily totally took him the fuck out and shattered his knee. Completely eviscerated it to the point of no return and took his career over in seven fucking minutes. Yep. And it has left both Caleb and Jake shattered this whole time. And that guy plays for Toronto. So every single time they have to play against Toronto, it's difficult. So I have some words. They changed the first name of this hockey player. But the last, not in the book, the book, the name is the same. What I'm saying is, in real hockey, there is a player named Brad Marchand. In the book, it's Brett Marchand. Brad plays for the Bruins. Brad Marchand is a known asshole and a known shitty person on the ice to in read the this in the book novella in the novella the douchebag that was couldn't take no for an answer his name was brad so there you go reading this and i'm like oh my god i had to tell spencer i'm like baby they obviously changed the first name because they can't just like bash brad marchand in this book he is not known to be a very nice person literally 
at all. He is a dickhole. He is chippy. He does... He checks people pretty hard. Like, so to read that, and I'm like, someone did their research. Because this is literally Brad Marchand, even though Marchand plays on the Bruins. But obviously, you can't be like, this player on this team. Because you can't do that without getting sued. 110%, this dude is based off of Brad Marchand. A thousand percent. I am sold. And it was so fucking funny to me. You're having, you're having your I had a moment, moment because I was like, wow, it's so funny that someone actually wrote how shitty Brad Marchand is, but called him Brett. He is. He is and then gave the shitty guy in the beginning name, name of Brad. Brad. Yeah. But anyway. Well, so that's how Jake walked into this game. He was fucking vibrating with fucking anger from reminding everything. of what he did to his best friend. And nervous about how this game was going because he didn't want anything else to happen to any of his other teammates. And And so he was like all over this guy the whole game trying to keep him away from his teammates. And then he got doing it not so nicely because he was just angry because he was angry and aggressive. So then the team was fighting back against him. And so he was cornered. And then that fucking asshole, fucking Brad Dickadoo, whatever the fuck his name is. It's not Brad. It's Brett. <laughs> and he fucking went after Elmari. Yep. And oh. you don't, first of all, again, like I said, don't fucking touch the goalie. Don't ever touch the goalie. No So team. then there's a fucking brawl on the ice. And then so, Jake got expelled from the uh, game. Out, yep. Out of the game. Oh. So then everyone's heated and everything's going on. And everyone's trying to calm everyone down and everything's up in the air and everyone's almost getting caught because there's so much passion and tension and everything. And then it's pretty obvious what's going on and they are all busted. Uh, Jake and Caleb got caught. And Elmari and Rachel got caught. It was a whole big everything busted. So Rachel got suspended from the team because she has it on record with HR that she's with Jake, but not Elmari. Elmari, And she's been actively treating him and she's been treating him off the books. Yeah. So she got suspended. They wanted to fire her, but they suspended her. They wanted to fire her, but they suspended her. And they they were waiting for the GM to give the final decision. Right. So... Which is important at the end. The boys were not having that. So they developed Operation Price. And the best part about this is they decided that they wanted to be open. Like they had the conversation between all three of them that they wanted to just tell everybody. Well, she was suspended and they were like, we're going to take this into our own hands and we're going to tell everybody that we're all in a relationship. We're going to use this as a positive PR spin to help this. It's and of course, she's Operation just being Priced. a little bitch, but that's besides the point. Oh, I know. <laughs> so they used it as Operation Price. They they started a positive PR platform while she was off at her parents' house with no phone because Omari tricked her and gave oh, her a freaking dud. I love that. They're like, Omari could just be a spy. <laughs> la- oh, as if I couldn't love that man more. And so he gave me a little bit of um, a little bit of like a bad boy, like a mafia vibe going on there. And I was like, mm-hmm, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> you feed me on all sides, man. <laughs> also, side note, I just want to say this. So Elmari is Finnish 
and he swears and has little little lines in Finnish all throughout the book. And thankfully, because Kindle translator fucking sucks asshole. They're at the beginning of the book. The author, thankfully, put a full list of the the what it like actually means versus what it might translate out to into plain translation at the beginning of the book. So I like screenshotted that at the beginning and I was like going back and forth the whole time. And it was great. It was fantastic. Kudos to having that that list there. And I also really liked that the there was a list of the jobs and the players mm-hmm. spelt out at the beginning too. That was really nice. So you could know sorry their positions for that interruption. Stuff. Back to your scheduled programming. Elmari is fantastic and gave her a dud phone. So she was off in freaking La La Land, did not know any of this was going on while they are doing all this positive PR for the group of them. Team Price, go Operation Price. And you want to... You want to tell what what happened? With the meeting with the GM? Oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. So this is actually the first part that made me cry. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. So basically the GM pulls her... The boys tricked her into a lunch. They didn't tell her what the actual lunch is for. They just all three were like, we're going to go to lunch together. We'll meet you there. Oh, we're running late. And she goes in and it just so happens that it's actually a lunch with the GM. And she didn't know that. And then she starts panicking because he is the reason that if she's going to keep her job or not. He goes, Dr. Price, you know, glad you found the place. And then so they start in. So like her heart literally just fucking drops because she's like, shit, this, this can't be good. And he goes... You're the only one. Everyone started this. You know, the long and short is that he's like, the ha- my house is on fire and you're the only one who can make this stuff. What ended up happening is half of the players threatened to quit. The other half asked to be traded and they were making demands of this man in order for them. Unless to she came back. Yeah. So basically he was like asking her, like, do you like working for us? So they usually don't transfer like the thing into a full-time like position but they wanted to put it into a full-time position and basically like he there were letters from every single player on the team every ray every guy on the farm team the support staff the equipment managers the coffee cart lady the because you know and it turns out that she is paying for the coffee cart lady's son's trim trim trombone lessons the janitorial staff even like wrote in so everyone was sitting there putting in their support for her and they are saying if she does not get brought back onto the team they're either going to trade or they're going to quit and then they were also you know expressing that their concern was with dr avery which is the other doctor who has been a dick to her the entire book with like little snips here and there that they were not comfortable expressing to him that you know they're you know they're in pain or if he would he'd be like well you should just retire because that's what he told Amari is that he's like well you should just retire so basically like Dr. Avery was just like make basically making these players suffer in silence whereas she like really talked to the players and cared about them and cared like about their health and making sure that she like advocated for them and everything so it just like All of this came down to every single person in this entire community, like really coming together for her. And it made me cry. Like I like sitting there like with tears in my eyes, like everybody wrote letters and they were so nice and they really just wanted her on there. And it was just so cute. And like, it's so that that whole situation happened and it was so, so cute. 
And then, like, he's like, just finish out the suspension. And then you can, you know, you come back, finish out the fellowship. And then, you know, they're parting ways with Dr. Avery anyways. So there's going to be a spot to fill for that. So it was just. If there aren't any more issues while your fellowship goes on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then he called them, well, your three demons have been haunting the corner of the restaurant for the last five minutes. <laughs> I like the fact that yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was so cute. Like I loved that part. And then like shit gets even better at the end, and then I cried again. They had to rush out of the restaurant because they had a game to get to. So she, yeah. So she's been at her parents' house this whole time, and they had flown out for a game, and then they were all going to go back together to L.A. I think it was, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Um, where her parents live, and it was just that's where the game was. That's why she was staying there until that game. And that's why they were able to meet there. So she hadn't seen them in many, many days. And then she met up with them at the restaurant afterwards, after her job was yay, saved. And then they went to the game. And they get to the game. And her mom is with her. She also being forced to wear a specific jersey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her mom is with her and Tess is with her. And there's seats saved with her at the game because she can't go to the game like she normally does because she doesn't have an inside pass anymore and the boys set aside a jersey for her to wear saying oh it's it's jake's turn yeah they rotate out who whose jersey she wears at each game right so it's jake's turn so she puts on the jersey looks in the mirror sees jake's number on the front happy days she leaves the number was on the sleeves jersey numbers aren't on the front they're on the sleeves she saw jake's whatever Anyways, she goes to the game. She's confused because when she gets there, it's swarmed with press. And she's like, oh, it's an L.A. game. Maybe some celebrities there or whatever. And they they hunker through it. The mom is like, like, dude, they're here for you kind of thing. Oh, my God. And this whole part, she's like, I started crying. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? Because she had no idea the boys were working behind the scenes for any of this. Yep. And she's been worried this whole time how their relationship together is going to affect their careers and the, the media is going to skew them and perpetrate them and all this stuff. And so she doesn't know that they're doing all this positive publicity and trying to like, you know, pump them up behind the scenes. And we don't really know a ton either. We just knew a little bit going in um this was not something i expected to happen either yeah this is our kind of big reveal also so we get there she is kind of looking around and all of a sudden she's confused because she sees a couple of jerseys with her name on them yeah and there's a lot of and there's a lot of signs too so it was before that this was prior to seeing the jerseys is she saw all the signs that's what i'm saying oh yeah from the press but yeah yeah but that didn't really make sense at first because it was just like the price of love and like, you know what I mean? Because it was a play on words. So that yeah, wasn't was necessarily. Price is love. Love is love. Right. Fall in love at any so price. She didn't really understand anything that's going on. It wasn't until she was like, I don't, why is my name on these jerseys? Like what's going on? And she's like, what, what, what's going on? She's like, Caleb will explain what's going on. The mom was like, um, so then Caleb gets there and she's like, what is going on, Caleb? And he kind of explains to her, he's like, dude, we're, the fans love us. We're, we're making this 
good. We're, we're making it so that we're doing it right. We went, we went public. Like this is, you said you wanted, you were team price first. So we became team price for you. And he, turned, he has a team and he has a price Jersey on his back. And he's like, I changed my name. And he's now Caleb Price. And then she realizes that, yeah, she has uh, uh, Jake's number on her jersey. But she also has Omari's. And it says Price on the back. And out skates Jake. And he's introduced out as Jake Price. And Caleb's like, because of like Omari's customs or whatever in his culture, he's like, Omari will do it. But he'll only do it if he marries you. And she's just overwhelmed by this whole situation because then Elmari comes out on the ice as Elmari Price and the whole stadium is just on fire with all of them and they are just loving and eating this shit up and we are eating this shit up and we are loving this too. And I'm crying. And and Crystal's bawling and we are nomming and it is just awesome. And then her dad comes out and does the, the national anthem as whatever the fuck his name is, Price. And it's just wow. a whole Price family fucking extravaganza. And um, and Amy is there and Harrison is there. And, yeah, and the twins are there. And she's all excited because she finally gets to meet Amy. And it's just a whole thing. And then so... Obviously, they win the game because she comes out. He, he Amari skates over and <laughs> and she says, if he wins the game, she'll marry him. And Jace kind of like, what the fuck? <gasps> They're basically like, well, you know, they can marry so that you and Caleb can marry. Like, hello. And he goes, oh. And then they're both like, but only if you win the game. Yep. Oh, man. And Caleb's like hyperventilating and she goes, stand strong. They have to win the game, remember? Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) Which was great because, yay, they won the game. So happy days. So everybody all hunky-dory and happy and fancy free and priced and married. I have a couple of quotes towards the end. I mean, it's 72 and then at the end. But like, so (laughs) one was the idea of your monster cock coming anywhere near me is literally terrifying. And then honestly, I don't know how Rachel does it. I don't have the courage to bottom for you. And I totally lack the death wish to try and top you. So are we good? We done here? You need this super weird conversation to go on any longer? (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. And then, um, of course, like it was towards the end when they were talking, when um, Amari wanted to like bang Rachel, but then he told Jake and Caleb, he goes, you guys can't. And he goes, we can't touch Rachel and we can't come. Cool. You want to just play checkers or something? And I fucking laughed my goddamn ass off because it was so fucking funny. It was good. I also, I liked that, that when, Jake was talking to Amy and explaining his situation to Amy and and coming out to her with this whole situation. Mm -hmm. She was just like Harrison. Like she was just so understanding too. And she's like, well, I've been in Bali. Elmar is your metamore. Oh my God. It was so cute. And he's like, what? Yeah. He's your metamore. And he's like, how the fuck do you know this? (laughs) And I just liked that so much. 
Mm-hmm. It was the the loving and acceptance of the family. Like even her mom was like, "We're prices. We've done a lot of things. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fine." So like I just the love and acceptance that the families did was so nice. I love the fact that it wasn't like this huge deal. And realistically, like even the only huge deal was the coach. And at the time, he's just like, "Well, just don't do it here. Don't like <laughs> let me catch you fucking. Like don't do it on on site. Just go home and do it." Like, and if I catch it, <laughs> like, right. So that, like, just the love and accept, like, the huge thing for me was the amount of love and acceptance for the whole thing. Like, yeah, everybody was like, yeah, this is dope. It was great. And instead of like some, like, oh my God, meh, 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 meh. except for Avery. Yeah. I, shit, but I genuinely enjoyed this book quite a bit. Yeah. I had issues with the, fa- when the foundation shook and mm-hmm. the writing changed and the plot was challenged because of it and honestly it did not recover but the story was great in itself yes i liked the characters i liked that i'm a sucker for a bonus epilogue we all know this so a bonus epilogue in novella form sign me the fuck up and you didn't have to clicky click any links it was just in a book so it was like perfect for you then <laughs> the bonus epilogue novella was fucking ever after part one which is two years after i only had a couple criticisms for the whole thing or back where are we back going back no for the so but starting at the beginning it starts two years after the end of fucking around and i got really frustrated at first because the first chapter is not two years later. The first chapter isn't a bonus epilogue at all. It's almost like it was a deleted scene kind of from thing in that the was book, just yeah. added. Yeah, that was added in. It was just like from like the beginning of the book. Yes. But it was from Jake's point of view instead of Rachel's. Mm-hmm. So I'm ignoring that scene because I felt like it was out of place in this book. So it was um so no, it was I, a fine scene, but uh, I felt like it was out of place and I got irritated. It wasn't it was uh well yeah because uh the first chapter is Jake's superpower of knowing what ice cream people like so in the book like he right. had brought Imari Omari some ice cream but it wasn't picked... an ever after no it wasn't I'm just saying right all the other chapters are like can like like the next chapter is two years after pucking around the next one is three years after pucking around the next one is four years after pucking around the next one is six years after pucking how around. do you know you know what i mean that, so here's the problem it didn't tell me how far they were no i had to do math so I that's, was frustrated that too. is my criticism is it does not yeah. tell you how far out each of them is and no. that got me a little frustrated i will yeah. say i do have one highlight from this book and it's from the emergency contact which is chapter oh. two so okay yeah and it was a bestie versus hubby situation go ahead it was so fucking funny first of all every single person has caleb as their emergency contact which is so except caleb who has amari so fucking funny nobody has the doctor no and she goes i'm a fucking doctor and none of you are gonna put me as an emergency contact so the one highlight i have was caleb rose's eyes so that's it for you then the difference between me and mars is that i get to fuck you and i have to claim your remains when you get steamrolled by a bus because <laughs> they're just <laughs> so funny 
<laughs> the whole that uh, yeah. was probably my favorite chapter out of all of it. Was, I think it, that was it was, my it, was one. it was a very cute way to start things. Yeah. And that's I think when she revealed that she was pregnant to them. Yes, it is at the end she of goes, that. So scene. somebody is gonna need to be yeah, so that it was that one and like I, I liked it for the most part. I just wish that it was more obvious as to the time frame between everything that's the only thing that bothered me the most that first chapter you had to do some math to figure out that it was about two years after fucking around yeah it was frustrating though yeah the second chapter was her having the baby so there you go but it also had said something about like or maybe it wasn't two years after fucking around maybe it was two years after they got together i honestly again none of it it was two years Um, in the relationship okay so then three years because after when they had their first son, they when she was having the baby, they said like it's been three years together or something like that. Yeah. So it was it was weird. The whole because there was, was another part weird. where she's like, I've been pregnant for two years straight, which was after her second kid because she had you know she had the right two, two kids. And but stuff. So it was yeah. like nine months, and then she waited two months, and then nine months again. So it was just you know the eighteen. This is so twenty months, but it's like roughly two years for her. Um, well, yeah. But so the first baby she had was Jamie and Jake is the father. But my problem, and I think it was this scene, it might have been this, uh, the, the chapter before, but you spent the entire 750 pages of fucking around with Elmari talking about how he wants nothing to do with the men. He's there for Rachel. He'll be best friends with them, sure, but he wants nothing to do with them sexually. I don't think it was this one. I don't think it was that chapter. I remember what I remember what you're talking about. It's either the first one after the ice cream or the second one after the ice cream. I don't remember which one it was. It's either, yeah, it was either the two years later or the, the three years later. That's why I'm talking about it in here. So we spent 750 pages of him talking about that. Everyone was cool with that. Everyone was clear in their boundaries and understood that. Who he was as a person, who he was as a character, but... We did not get any of his point of views during any of that time. And that's what gets me frustrated because I don't actually know where his headspace was. Because then all of a sudden in this book, he's fucking sucking dick. It was the first time he did it. And I'm assuming, obviously, because we're not in his head. I'm assuming it was he's been in this relationship now with them for so long that maybe he's curious at this point. Like, because... Your Possibly, but again, do we don't have any of his head space. Yeah. I need some Amari head space. I love this man. I need to know what's in his head. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it was weird. It was out of character for me based on our knowledge of him that was given. Yeah. If we had gotten given any, like, it would have been fine if we had been given more. Okay, then the next chapter, fast forward to the second baby. We get nothing in between. Just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Tumas is born. Elmari's the father. Oh, my God. The fact that he he did his middle name. And yes. (sighs) And then we get the last chapter where the boys are little, little little things and again i had to do some math because the first one's three at this point and though i always find it funny how authors describe small children in books because yeah. some are so scarily accurate and um some are not. and some just if they're under five they just talk about them like they're babies the whole time 
So it's kind of frustrating sometimes. But anywho, cutest pie, uh, two little boys. And then, wouldn't you know, six years later, she's pregnant again. And she is crying <laughs> because she didn't think that the boys wanted that, wanted right. another one. But yeah, was it in the, so side note, sidetrack, whatever, was it the epilogue? Was it this book or was it the previous book where one of them, I don't remember if it was Caleb did it or Jake, one of them topped the other and it hasn't happened before. And I don't remember which one it was, but it was like, it was a um, huge thing. It was a huge deal. Yeah. It was the end of the other book. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought that was, I was like, oh, my boys are growing. I know. It was, it was part of the whole, Jake before she got Caleb, suspended. that's what it was. Yeah, it was part of the whole, before she got suspended, Wait. when they were getting caught. Nope, it was the other way around. I lied. Because Jake was so, like, weird about it at first, because he was, like, trying not to admit all those things. And I think that was the, ba- it was, like, a huge moment. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, that was so much. There was so much, but these were so much. Are you kidding me? This was like cumulative, like thousand pages. Yeah, it was quite a lot. So who was your favorite? No, Mari. Shocker. I'm not saying that anymore. Shocking. (laughs) I'm torn. I really liked Omari and I like weirdly really loved Caleb. (laughs) I did too. Uh, I think it's because Caleb knows how to talk to me. I think it's just, I think I'm fucked up and like, I was in, I was into the Caleb stuff, minus. Oh you know, yeah, I liked Caleb too. Spinning of the things, but Caleb was up my alley. Who was your least favorite character? Avery. Oh, mine was Rachel. I didn't. He was like just her. a dick. Well, I didn't yeah. really understand. There was no history of him. There was no reasoning. As yeah, to I didn't really he understand wasn't a, a ton character. of his reasonings for being there other than to be a dick and to have like a little bit of a a scapegoat at the end of like oh well yeah she's better than him like because i don't he just there wasn't enough of a background it was a weak character yeah he was a yeah he was weak i didn't he was i just i didn't like rachel as a person (laughs) didn't like her as a person what would you rate are you do you want to rate them cumulatively or individually uh your call i obviously rated them individually on goodreads but i can i did as well cumulative give you one if you'd rather that no i did a four four and a three in that order yes i did four and a half four and a three and a half yeah if the last the last one just um my issue was the timing yeah it, it was really super inconsistent takes you out of it really i i'm a sucker for an epilogue and that's why it kind of got higher than it probably should have and all the babies but yeah the the timing the consistency the it was just yeah yeah it was and that is why talking around was dropped to a four for me too was just that gotcha. those writing issues yes it's crazy how about amazon give it so pucking around is a 4.4 on amazon it is a 4.1 on goodreads pucking ever after is a 4.5 on amazon and a 4.4 on goodreads huh which is weird to me but okay then one second Apparently, I can see the both the Amazon and the Goodreads on Amazon, so that's nice. Um, I saw that on someone else's. It's on if I pull it up on my if I pull it up on my computer. So, and then that one night has a four point five on Amazon and a four point three on Goodreads. So the lowest rated out of all of them is the actual book itself. I think that that is wrong, and I think that that. 
the post credit scenes are not as good. That's what I was playing. How about your cucumber rating, Ario? It gave a lot. It gave it, it gave some spit yeah. roasting. It gave some DVP. I would give this an eight. I would too. Like an eight, eight point five. It gave all of it. Like you want DVP? It's right there. DP in yeah. general, it's there. Yeah. You want a dick and a purple tentacle vibrator That's in right. at once? That's right. You got that yep. going for you. When both of the people had stuff in their ass that vibrates. That was fucking funny, by the way. That was great. You want, you just, you want all, it's, it's literally there. All of it's yep. there and it is well done and it's not done poorly. Like, trashy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not trashy. Yeah. Like, it was good. So yeah, like, I give it an 8.5 too. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I say, I give it an one eight. of the higher rated ones, but honestly, like, it was all there. The, yeah, you know, I used was to just the funny. F- it wasn't. The only thing was her calling, uh, yeah, yeah. Calling him the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's probably why it was an eight for me instead of maybe the 8.5 that you gave it. That's fine. Was the... You would think I would knock it down for the cum spitting. You might have. Maybe you would have had it higher. I probably would have if it wasn't for the fucking cum spitting. Ugh. And no wheel because this is a special. It feels like a regular episode because it is very long. And this well, our specials actually tend to be longer. That is true. Yeah. Plus, this was a three for one. So it's... That is true. It was... Even longer. Well, uh, too bad it wasn't a four for one. Well, three men for one. <laughs> that is true. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Tune in to our next special. We can't tell you what it is right now. No. Just kidding. Tune in to our next special because... Because it's a super secret special and we can yeah. tell you when it comes out. Yeah. We're working on a super secret project. Shh. 